Okay, so is everybody ready? Totes. Uh, my goat. Oh, gotta... I was going to say my goat. He uh, just took it. Uh, I'll never be ready. Just go. Just why go. why just is go. that a thing? Start it. Start the <laughs> you've episode. Never, you've Let's heard totes my goats. Uh, and with that, hi and welcome to After the Hype. With me, your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always, actually all here today for the first time in a very long time, we have Jonathan Hardesty. Yep, here in the flesh. Chewy Darso. I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> and Ryan James. I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> Anyone does. Because <laughs> they're my competition. They're going to die later. I guess. What is this? The Sith Empire? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> there can only be two. And it's yeah. the Sith Empire. It's not <laughs> the First Order because that's silly. Uh, and with us today, because she said she'd be on every episode we did about an animated thing, so she's always my first call. We have Mackenzie Pakoff. Hello, hello. Hi, I won't kill you. Oh, thanks. I like you. Thank you. I like you too. Then you have to revise your statement. You want to kill all of you? <laughs> just well, she said all of you who have been listed. I, well, I guess really all of you would just be me and you. Yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna kill you either, honey. Woo! <laughs> just these two. Really. Victory. So it's it's very specific. What? Uh, we're just gonna I keep moving a- right past the murder. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll adopt your daughter, so then we actually save ourselves a lot of trouble. I will come back but and haunt wait, you. Does that mean you're gonna kill Jandy too? Like you don't need to take the Whoa, baby. This is going way too far. <laughs> Sorry, Jandy. I had to kill John. And have- you just look sad now, so I'm just gonna help you out. And, uh, <laughs> this is- <laughs> I didn't plan all this out, guys. I'll yeah, make it up as I This is why you go. don't just murder willy nilly. Yeah. <laughs> Great one big date night in the sky. <laughs> but then I'm not a serial killer. You have to murder willy nilly. We're moving right along. Um, at least we're attempting to. Uh, so really quick, before we get with uh, what we've been doing, uh, we're going to allow Mackenzie to plug her dog thing, because it's always fun. Yeah. And I can never remember what it's called. This is why Angel I just called City it the dog Pits, thing. Which is That's why I was late today. Yeah. Uh, doing lots of dog stuff. Angel City Pitbulls. We had an awesome pack hike this morning at Griffith Park. We do twice a month. Come join us, people and dogs alike. Um, it's super fun. Wait, so anyone can just go to this and just yeah. hang out with the dogs? Yeah. We should really do we that. Should. That sounds awesome. In this, well, so right now we're doing it since it's hot in the summertime. We do a flat, um, with a, it's not really a hike. It's like a flat walk around the golf course in Griffith Park. Okay. So it's super easy. It's not really a workout, but um, it's still fun. And it's just you and a shit ton of pit bulls? Yeah. That's awesome. You sold yeah. me at not really a workout. <laughs> <laughs> But we could. When does it start? Um, like in the morning. So it's at eight a.m. Ooh, anime. Oh. <laughs> you live right here. Yeah, See, but eight in the morning. I'm usually up by six anyway. Six. But because it's really hot out afterwards, Ooh. so you got to go early. Yeah, but I, I work till like three or four in the morning. Pitbulls. So just stay up. No. Be- beautiful, <laughs> sad-faced pitbulls. The pitbulls make great pillows. After- I'm just gonna keep saying no. You can go home and take a nap afterwards. It's take only one. I would probably come over here and record a podcast. Hi, welcome to After the Hype. Oh, what if we recorded a podcast with Pitbull? That sounds oh my gosh. horrible, and it sounds like all the microphones get knocked over. It would be over, adorable. And you would never talk. And they'd just be like, what is that weird rapping sound? Oh, their their tail's hitting the, yeah. the pole. And why isn't Chewie saying anything? I'm like from the back, I'm going, wah, 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 wah. Hey. Oh, you're just so cute. I don't do that. I growl at them. I growl back. <laughs> Laura's the one that goes, oh, look at your stupid face. <coughs> she'll, she'll be the one doing the high-pitched voice going, you're a baby. We need to talk about paranormal. Because Laura loves doing that. <laughs> We're here to talk about a movie, and we still haven't done what we've been doing yet. There's no dogs in this movie. There's one. There is. There's a ghost dog. There, oh, yeah. There's a ghost dog that's yeah. cut in half. All right. So where have you been doing, Chewy? Well, the thing that we did last weekend I did not talk about was that we went to go see Lights Out. Ooh, ooh. ooh how is that? Um... 
It's quite enjoyable. <laughs> we were not expecting too much, really, because no. we wa- we saw the short, and the short was really enjoyable. And I mean, it's, it's all very yeah. scary for like what the three minutes. Yeah, I think it's, it's like on. three, three and a half minutes. Um, it's really cool, though. Really but we were it. very kind of skeptical on the, the making that into a feature length film, which its feature length was an hour. 30 hour 22 hour 22 so yeah yeah, it was pretty perfect like they really they essentially it's one of those ones where they knew what they're making and surprisingly enough they were able to pull a pretty good story out of it for an hour 22 minutes it didn't completely rely on jump scares which is what my biggest fear was Mm -hmm. uh they actually had a kind of a good psychological backstory to it and the acting wasn't anything astounding, but all the it was borderline. But terrible. all, the, but all the <laughs> actors actually had kind of good charisma with each other. There was that, uh, and it was they had a fun relationship with the t- the sister and her boyfriend. Where the boyfriend, you know, that type of like character could easily just always be the douchebag that leaves you in the end, and he wasn't. He, no, he was. He stuck with them the whole time, which was kind of refreshing that they actually made like a rocker goth boyfriend that was really supportive. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Where have you been doing? Uh, I want to talk about Suicide Squad. Saw that last weekend. Uh, what's this uh, Suicide Squad? Uh, Is it like it's Suicide a, it's Club? It's like a buddy comedy. Uh, uh, they get into a circle starring Will Smith and, and, and uh, Ooh, Margot Will Smith, Robbie. I like him. Is this yeah. a Jonestown documentary? Uh, it's really <laughs> close. Pretty similar. <laughs> I should be fair. I'm getting over being sick. So every time someone's making me laugh, you're going to hear this weird hacking cough in the background. I'm sorry. Mackenzie, I love you a little bit more now. Because honestly, no, it's very rare when somebody pulls out the Jonestown jokes and you did a good one. Well, what else do you have to say about it, Ryan? <laughs> I, that got hijacked quickly. <laughs> um, it was fun. I mean, DC has some major problems with Warner Brothers right now. Oh yeah, they, this this film makes them glaring. Whereas like Batman versus Superman, you're like, well, maybe that was a once off. But a couple of my big complaints are that uh, they, I feel like some intern, like somebody, some executive was like, intern, go watch them Avengers movie and get on the Twitter space and see what people like about them. So he got like brought back a, t- a top ten list and. Uh, then the executive brought that to set in the middle of filming. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, so I got this top ten list here. It says. They like it when you do a scene that was uh, that mimics a comic book art, and they're like, sir, but it, it, we don't need that. No, no, no. Put one in there. Put one in right here. Uh, put one in every five minutes, in fact. No, mm-hmm. sir, that doesn't really serve the story. I don't care. Put it in. Yeah. Okay, and it, it says here they like it. Uh, they like cameos. Okay, so put in the Batman. Put in the Flash Kid. No, sir, they don't really need to be up. Put them in! I said yeah. put them in! <laughs> the, it's it's annoying. Force it all in there. They, they said they like this about the Marvel movies. It's really... It's... I agree with exactly what you're saying. Batman vs Superman, it was it was really easy to go. I'm not sure if this is Warner Brothers or Zack Snyder because a lot of the problems were very Zack Snydery yeah. problems, and a lot of them were Warner Brothers problems. So you couldn't really tell who it was. I think Suicide Squad kind of goes, "Oh no, it's all Warner Brothers." Right? They need to chill the fuck yeah. out and let the filmmakers make their movies. Yeah. Just you don't be like Marvel. Stop trying to be like Marvel. Be yourself. Yeah. God yeah. damn Do it. Do your own thing because clearly, like the filmmakers have an idea of what their own thing is, and then it keeps getting hijacked from them. And, and don't it, worry yeah. about trying to get 13, 14, 20 films worth of stuff into one. You don't right. have to like. Well, they don't. That is not the problem. Yeah, Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad, Squad is, really is like it's like four simple. issues of a comic book. Oh, yeah. it's it's like a trade. Just that's it. Yeah, it's a boss fight. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> is. I mean, it's quite literally like, hey, we need a Suicide Squad to go fight that thing. They fought the thing. It's over. Yeah. So if you don't like the simplicity of that, well, 
And then, uh. yeah, there was just too much of like, well, we, all right, we got to show this for 10 minutes. No, we don't. But the fans yep. will wonder, the fans will wonder why why Harley Quinn has a white face. No, no, no they won't. No. <laughs> Kenzie, right. what about you? Where have you been doing? Um, So I watched a movie this week on Netflix Ooh. called Look Who's Back. And it's a German um, oh, the one. Hitler oh. comedy. Yeah, where Hitler wakes up in 2014. All right. And it's... <laughs> It's. I highly recommend it. It's a really good little movie, and also terrifying because um, it's very in the trumpy. movie, so he, the actual real life Hitler just like wakes up in 2014 and appears, and everyone thinks that he's this um, like just performance artist. They're like, oh, he's so committed to the character, and everyone loves it. They think it's hilarious. So he's all over TV. They put him on all the shows, and he's going and doing, like, man-on-the-street interviews with everyone and being himself. So he's like, what are the problems you're facing today, and how can I help with them? And everyone's, like, upset about poverty and unemployment, and, of course, immigration is all on everyone's minds. And he's like, I'm going to see what I can do about that. And, um... The scariest part for me was at the end, they start showing clips of real life. Because um, the movie is is scripted, but um, at the end, they show all these clips of like anti-immigration protests throughout Europe. And um, uh, they show like neo-Nazi rallies and a lot of violence erupting over Im- immigration issues. And they cut back to the Hitler character and he's going... I can work with this. <laughs> and this is- I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to brighten things up a little bit with where I've been doing. I've been listening to a podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Um, <laughs> it is the greatest podcast I think in the entire world outside of After the Hype. Um, it is uh, it is a British man whose dad came to him and said, "Hey, son, I wrote a porno." And he's like, uh, what? And he gave him the first book of what he plans on being a series because he's self-publishing his own series of erotic <laughs> literature. Um, it's called Belinda Blinked. And it is... <laughs> I do like that title. The more someone, the more you say it, the more they say it in the, in the podcast. I'm like, yeah. Belinda Blinked. Yeah. Belinda Blinked. Like, it's just so f- pleasant. <laughs> it is uh, probably the worst written book I've ever heard. But the podcast is basically, it's uh, this dude and his two friends reading his dad's uh, erotic book and it is like the writing is just it's so bad it's I'm hilarious. tempted to go out and buy it I, I know it's not expensive um, and Rocky himself I'm actually going to look it up Rocky right Flintstone now. I want to know what cover art the, the code name. Um, and he uh, they, they basically yeah they read the chapter and they interrupt each other the whole time and kind of make fun of it as they go along because it's just impossible not to like characters he'll forget characters names mid-chapter and just change them so it's like <laughs> like halfway through there's a character called bella and then it turns into donna and he's like i think it's i think this is bella still i don't know <laughs> oh. you can only buy it for kindle and it's four dollars <laughs> it's 61 pages that sounds about right and each episode's only like 20 25 minutes long oh, nice. so you can burn through it real quick uh but john what about you bring this thing to a close where have you been doing all right i uh read a book finally uh, what's it called? Is it called, called Belinda Blinked? <laughs> no, no. Um, I read Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. Oh, and nice. so I gave it a try, and um, I liked it. It's it's a different Stephen King than early Stephen King, and I know a lot of people kind of don't like modern Stephen King. I think he's crap. <laughs> well, there you go. I honestly haven't read anything since Cell because that one was like, wow, this is terrible. Okay, I mean, he wrote one like every year, so I mean, there's got yeah. there's bound to be, and that was like 2003. But it was it was interesting, kind of following Dan Danny Torrance as he grew up, and just seeing. I guess when he wrote The Shining, he was a little King himself was a little bit of an alcoholic, 
And so he was dealing with those issues. So then to see the dealing with the issues then and to kind of kind of make peace of those issues in the new book, it was nice. It was a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. And the story was pretty cool. Um, a caravanning group, this like cult group in Winnebago's and things like that, go hunt kids with the shining and they steal, like they st- eat them for their, for their shining ability. And so of course oh, okay. you can get it by eating a child. With a they shining? torture them and take their steam is what oh, it's okay, called. Cool. So like they release some sort of steam. It's on paper. It sounds really weird. But it was it was kind of cool. The only way to experience it is on paper, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Uh, in summary, it, my my summary, it makes it sound I get weird. You. Okay. <laughs> when you read it, it actually makes sense in a weird Stephen King sort of way. But so then Torrance finds a kid that has more power than more more shining than he did, and so he goes to find this kid and uh, rescue her. Cool. And uh, no, it's it's pretty fun. It was it was a fun book, and yeah, again. Modern King, so now, I don't... Is it creepy like The Shining? Because when no. I read The Shining, it was creepy. Not creepy like The Shining. Okay. It's a very different feel from The Shining. Okay. Okay, well, we need to get started on today. Uh, so, today's movie is Paranorman. Um, I don't know why I pronounce it so weird. <laughs> well, there's two caps in there. The, the cap for the P uh, yeah. and the cap for the N. Yeah, but I doubled the A. Of, whatever. <laughs> Paranorman is uh, the movie for today. Um, it is another Leica movie, which we are doing in honor of Cuba and the Two Strings, which comes out next week, or if you're listening to this thing... On the day it comes out tomorrow, um, <laughs> and uh, I've been a big fan of Leica pretty much since day one. Uh, I think they do the best claymation I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and I'm always really excited for anything they have coming out. So I know usually the way they've been doing it since Coraline is the week after the movie comes out, they announce their next one, which is like the most exciting thing in the world for me because I know after Cuba comes out, I get to find out what the next one is, and I'm just a big Leica fan. Um, and I was trying to think of what we could do for Kuba, and I realized when I looked through all of our episodes, we never actually did an episode on Paranorman. We did Coraline, and we did Box Trolls, but yeah, we skipped funny. this one for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. This podcast is the the driving force for me seeing all these movies. I mean, they're That's great, funny. but I've only watched them just before we do the episodes. On. Thank oh. you, Brian, for uh, making yeah. sure that he sees these movies, because it's Cause, important. Because yeah. everyone needs to. And I was talking about this movie on set. Gonna be like, I have to watch it. That's kind of my way to advertise the show. I'd be like, I have to watch this tonight. And be like, Why do you have to watch it? Because I do a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they were like, Paranorman was Paranorman. I'm like, so none of you remember this movie. Well, here this we go. Kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. So getting into the numbers, this movie cost sixty million. It made fifty six. Oh no. It did not. And now overseas, yeah, it course. made another fifty one. So it yeah. made one hundred and seven. So it did fine. But that's kind of the like a problem is a lot of people don't see him. And yeah. I think yeah. that's largely due to their trailers sucking balls. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. With box trolls, everyone said it was ugly. So well, was, yeah, that was dumb. It was Those are dumb, dumb people talk. Yeah. Well, in box trolls, I mean, we talked about this in the podcast, but yeah. the trailer was terrible. Like you, yeah. mm-hmm. I, me as a huge fan, I was already going to see it, but I was like, there's creatures in it. And that's about all I know. Honestly, yeah. I loved the trailer for box trolls because of that. Cause I had absolutely no idea what it was about, but the, Charles themselves looked lovable. Yeah, so but it the, worked for me. But. but it doesn't do a good job selling uh, f- what these are largely are are family films. Yeah, they do yeah. a terrible yeah. job selling you on bring your family to this. That movie. is true. Yeah. Box yeah. trolls didn't necessarily say great for kids. Well, and, and I also think that part of it could be because they're in that spot of of not being little kid movies. They're for older kids, really. Like a five year old might be kind of freaked out. Honestly, Norman, but that's actually what I like about it. Or the other like a movies. Um, so it's for a little bit older, which I think is great because there aren't a lot of movies out there for like the 10-year-old set. Mm. Like that are too young to be seeing rated R movies or even PG-13 movies if their parents are strict. Um, but they're too old for, you know, Secret Life of Pets or Nine Lives or whatever else yeah. is coming out that's I, for little kids. 
So I think that's great that they're in that age group, but I think that that families with kids that age group aren't don't know about these things. Yeah, they need to do a better job marketing the yeah. whole family part of yeah. this. Yeah, the specific um, but reason. But before we jump into that, we need to do a breakdown of this thing, and then we can actually start talking about it. Oh, so yeah. Mackenzie gets to do her favorite thing in the world, which is a thirty-second breakdown. Jeez. Breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Right. You ready? Yes. You ready? Yeah. Is everybody else ready? <gasps> I'm go, 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 go. Paranorman is about a kid named Norman who is living in a small New England town um, a la Salem, Massachusetts, where they had a bit of a witch problem a couple hundred years ago. Um, he can talk to ghosts and he's the weird kid in town. Um, on the anniversary of the witch's death, he has to uh, break the curse. Does he do it? And save the town. He does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a success. You had three seconds to spare, so oh. way to go. All right, well, let's let's move on uh, and actually talk about this movie. So I think we were kind of already touching on it before we jumped into the breakdown, and I, I think that's kind of the best place to start with this. It's still kind of like the hype and what was going on around it. Um, I remember this movie coming out of left field. Like, I remember just, like, I loved Coraline. I, I loved the way they had to advertise Coraline, which is like, hey, from the guy who actually made Nightmare Before Christmas is Coraline. <laughs> um, and then this one didn't have any of that. It's just the same animation studio. So this was kind of like... The one person I rem- that did say that they remembered this movie coming out, they didn't even see the movie. But they said they remembered the advertisements for it because it wasn't even a real trailer. It was like a speed video of them making the doll for paranormal so he remembered that okay. i think that was on i think that was on a dvd like i, I that wasn't like in the studio he I, said he saw it on tv oh good for him I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like as a commercial so that's just i mean like, i guess that's possible i, mean, like, I, so I don't so remember that's like that. kind yeah. of a hype like they were hyping their technology yeah i think part no. of the problem is that the audience for the technology is older people and the audience for the movie is younger people and like so the kids who are going to actually enjoy the story don't care that it took how many painstakingly hours yeah, to make that everything this. Right. Yeah. is handmade right <laughs> or like have any nostalgia for true animation yeah. they don't yeah. care they would rather go see Secret Life of Pets and see the dogs get bonked in the head and whatever. Yeah. The, the other thing that if this movie really should have marketed hard to, and I don't know why they didn't, was fans of horror films. Yeah. Like, this entire There's thing so is many just a huge yeah. love letter yeah. to horror films. And, like, I don't... When I was... I was really excited to see it because I knew this from the same people who made Coraline, and yeah. that was really the only thing I knew about it. I don't think I even really saw a trailer for it. I'm just like, yeah, Paranorman. Same we made Coraline. We'll see it eventually. And then I saw it, and I'm like... This movie's just a huge love letter to horror films. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the opening. Like, I love the opening of this movie. Like, mm-hmm. the, the horror film that he's watching with his <laughs> yeah. grandma. Everything about that oh, thing yeah. cracked me up. I'm like, that is the best way to start a movie. I love just, like, the <laughs> scream, and then he takes so long to get there, and she just looks off yeah. camera. <sighs> ah! And then the boom just wanders into screen. She smacks it out of the screen. Like, um, all of it just killed me. My favorite reference to horror movies is when... Neil texts him and says, come to the window. And he goes to the window and the creepy music plays and he's wearing the mask and Norman's like, <gasps> he's like, you want to go play hockey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so cute. See, I hadn't, I hadn't actually known of Leica until I saw this and then researched it. I was like, I didn't quite, quite connect what they had done before. Right. Yeah. So I saw this and, you know, again, I was very surprised, like you said, about all the horror references. I like horror and I was like, yeah. this is great. The trailer, I, I didn't really want to go initially because the trailer seemed kind of dumb. And, yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I was really surprised. And then I researched Lycan, you know, been a fan ever since. But yeah, no, I, 
almost didn't go to this. Well, they, they need to play up the the like the Nightmare Before Christmas crowd. Yeah, the, yeah. lean into the hot like, topic yeah, kids. A, adults, adults <laughs> who are into that will all love this. Movie. Absolutely, yeah. and like that's uh, they will like. It. But the the one thing that I'll say about this movie and why I think it should have done better stateside is that it was a really challenging kids movie. Like, yeah, this put forward a lot of like it went places that most kids movie. Like, what is this rated? We have the DVD right PG. there. PG. PG. I had to check too because they do say a few curse words. Well, yeah, I think there's a couple. <laughs> Not like heavy ones, but, but, then, like but then they're very they like say jackass. Yeah. His final confrontation is also very shocking. Very. It's yeah. shocking and it's dark. Like it's the, dark. like just the plot of this of like all the zombies are here because they murdered a girl. It's like holy yeah, a shit. Child. It, like I they really appreciate how it super goes there. Like what I was trying to say, uh, jumping off Mackenzie's points about different ages of children. Like, I would love to set, show this to a young child because I just remember my own experience seeing films similar to this growing up. Mm-hmm. To be- before I could fully comprehend everything happening in stories, it was just entertaining to get scared and see the characters interact. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a type of film that you could see young and appreciate it for that. And then each time on rewatch as you get older, you pick up on more things. Mm-hmm. Like, this is yeah. a type of film you can come back to and get more out of as you grow up. Yeah. You know, I could see this being almost like 10 years too early because if you think about their marketing strategy, it's almost like they want the parents who grew up loving Nightmare Before Christmas to take kids to it. Yeah. We don't have kids old enough to take to a movie like this yet. Right. So, you know, I think it'll stand the test of time for sure. It's like whatever box trolls and Coraline. Just take whatever they do after, kids. Uh, after Traumatize them now and they'll get over it later. <laughs> See, well, this is pretty scary for like yeah. this a one, little child. Like your daughter for like is like a four-year-old. Well, that's right? the thing yeah. is, I was going to say is we, we won't even get to take her to Kubo. Right. Like whatever their next yeah. one after this yeah. is, that'll be the perfect one for us to take her to. That's so right. we're still yeah. not ready yet. They're building an audience. Yeah, I mean, because the thing with this one, this one more so than Coraline, I think, more so than Coraline or box trolls, this one's way creepier. Yeah. But I think it's supposed to be though. Well, this one is my favorite like a movie. I think because of that, because it goes there, and also just because it's it just feels much more like a movie as opposed to like a silly animated fun time, which mm. they what the other ones yeah. are, which I love. But this one just feels more like they're going for more hyper realism. Well, the good kind of comparison is this came out at the roughly the same time as uh, Frankenweenie. And, yes, and I like this did. way more. Mm-hmm. I like this so much more than yeah. Frank. Frank yeah, and I never was not even bothered to see Frank. Oh, I saw both, but this one was way better. Yeah, I mean, Frank and Winnie has it's. I mean, it's a beautiful movie. Like, yeah. The animation in that thing is like on par with this one. Like, they, yeah. they did a great job with it. But it, there, there's something about the story in Frank and Winnie that I just didn't connect to. Whereas this one, I did because I think the character of Norman is incredibly relatable. Like mm-hmm. they, they don't do the whole like bland main character thing, like where it's he's attachable by anyone, which is what a lot of films do. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But they really stuck to it where like this guy, like he's kind of a nerd. He's can see ghosts and you can tell he's been beaten down for a while. And it's just about him kind of growing up and dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, ultimately the movie's about him coming to his own as being uh, a medium, if you will. And about him learning to have his first friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's really kind of a cool thing. So like Figure you have these really open up and make a connection. I'd yeah. so much rather hang out with this kid than the kid from Sixth Sense. Yeah, <laughs> but that's everybody, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, this kid really embraces his power. Unlike Haley Joe Osmond, who's right. like, "I'm going I'm to cower." I'm so in the sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on. to be fair, the ghosts he was seeing were, were a little terrifying. bit more violent and yeah. horrifying. Yeah. 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 Whereas this one's like, there's a woman stuck in a tree, and he asks her, "How's it hanging?" <laughs> oh, I've oh, never scene. heard that one. Where he's or walking like through the, the town. He's and like trying to oh, yeah. pet the roadkill. Oh yeah! Oh so yeah! Sad. I thought that was cute. That's it was cute, a, I, was that, one of, 
that moment right in that film to me is absolutely beautiful because of the reveal. Yep. Yes. It's like you just see him walking around the street. You don't see any of these things he's talking to. So you're like, is this kid crazy? Well, you right. just seen the, you had just seen the ghost grandma, right? Which she doesn't. But when you first see the grandma, I, you, d- you don't, don't kind of co- connect. Yeah. yeah, because when they first show it, she's not glowing. No, she's that's not true. Floating. But, but then he goes in the kitchen, like yep. grandma's dead. Yeah. And so then dark. When he, yeah, when he goes back through her, she's green. And yeah. then he goes in the street, and mm-hmm. the whole reveal happens. The Beauty and the Beast down the sidewalk thing. Happens. Yeah. Which it's it uh, it's like not the yeah it's not in the uh, the references here but that's totally a Beauty and the Beast moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I have an entire list up he's of saying all the bonjour references. to yeah. all of his okay. ghost friends. Bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is if you look at the list on just on IMDb of all of the references in this movie, it is completely nuts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. They tried to do the the classic thing, like so the adults get it, even though it's good for the kids too. They're definitely on par with Pixar. It's it's crazy. Maybe like. Maybe one of the ways that Leica is actually staying strong is that the the CG thing that they that, you know Pixar uses to animate their movies has gotten so powerful that they can pump one out a year. Yeah. Whereas it used to take several years to make a Pixar movie. Yeah. And but this still takes so long that Leica needs to spend three years between movies. Oh, you know they're working on probably not only because they had a deal with Focus where I think they yeah. did a four, three or four picture deal, and mm-hmm. um, Cuba is the first of that deal. Well, when you so they're working on the next two already. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I was like a. I need to stop repeating myself with things I like. Luckily, you said. Um, uh, yesterday, I was looking at their Wikipedia, and they actually talk about that. Yeah. Uh, that mm-hmm. they separated their commercial and their feature departments, mm-hmm. and they put them into different things. And they're restructuring their feature departments so that they are planning to be continually working to try to release a movie every year. Oh, wow. I like mean, it? I hope it stays good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope it stays good. Yeah, as long as it stays good, I'm all, yeah. I'm all for it. Because I think like their storytellers are great. Like Their yeah. animation's great. Like they, They're doing a lot of... like It's just... So what this says on the Wikipedia, in March 2015, the company announced it would expand the studio in an effort to allow for production of one film per year. Okay. I'm uh, Quite honestly, I'm all for it. I love their mm-hmm. movies, and yeah. I'm excited to see it. And when Pixar did it, they started releasing like amazing movies. Like Finding yeah. Nemo came out when they were doing their whole like every mm-hmm. year movie. Mm-hmm. Like they, they do really good things. I think this, this company also <coughs> benefits a lot from what we were complaining about with Warner Brothers about meddling. They're based in Oregon. Yeah. So they, they are they so outside of the yeah. Hollywood system in that regard. Well, yeah. They're that, based in Oregon yeah. and they're owned by Focus, which is very, so very pro So they're really filmmaker. left yeah. to their own devices, which is a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just need a better... They need like a Trailer Park. Trailer Park who did Suicide Squad's trailer and did an amazing job making a trailer out of a movie that was... They need somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but let's keep talking about the movie itself. Uh, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about like his like family and friends because I think that's really where the charm of this movie comes through. Like, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Norman is great, and I, I love everything about him, but without the cast of characters, this mm-hmm. movie kind of would not hold up nearly as well as it does. Um, I love that they made his parents... Um, kind of like we were talking about, oh, they go there in this movie... How that moment when his dad is so freaking disappointed in him for being a freak. Oh, yeah. And he, Norman says, like, I didn't ask to be born this way. And his dad says, yeah, we didn't either. <laughs> and he's like, oh, geez. And you're watching that and my heart That's is breaking. Painful. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. man, his dad loves him, but also is really having a hard time with this. And it's like, they're not... 
they're not being sensitive. They're not treating this with kid gloves. They're getting no. real. Yep. The moment like that for me was when he was getting out of the car and he's talking to his mom and she's like, you know, people get angry when they're scared. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at her and be like, yeah, but he's my dad. He yeah. shouldn't be scared of oh. me. Mm-hmm. Like that's it, a touching ass moment. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like the, uh, I don't want to turn this into a, a Leica versus Pixar episode, which it's kind of turning into, but that is something that like Disney is known for doing in the very beginning of their films. Like that's right. the Walt Disney school of you want to get kids attention, kill a parent. Yep. Like that is like the, yep. the way they do it. And this movie does it a lot better of we're going to put it in the movie. It's just not going to be an attention grabbing thing. They're going to use it throughout the plot, yeah. like throughout mm-hmm. the plot. Well, and also it's not that they don't, they don't like in Disney, they kill the parents. So it's always the parent is, is, is still a perfect parent. Yeah, who always yeah. loves you. Yeah. Flawless. Yeah. Whereas and this is like, they're they're This is more realistic. Like these are real parents who do love him, but they are having a hard time with what's going on in mm-hmm. their lives right now. And his dad says some stuff that he shouldn't say. Yeah, and it takes it takes a character that uh, well Jeff Garland voices the character and he does an amazing job, mm-hmm. um, but it takes a character who could be really just kind of like the funny fat guy mm-hmm. and gives him weight and an arc which you don't get for a lot of side characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like in the be- wa- like in the beginning when his parents are arguing and he's like, "This isn't the West Coast." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He really wants, he really obviously loves Norman and wants to take care of him. And he's super scared. He's kind of scared of him, just a twinge, but mostly scared for him. Yeah, because because he's 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 going to get. You're growing up in a town (laughs) that has killed witches. So it's not the most forgiving environment to be different. Well, it's that. You're you're different and you're going into high school. So you're just going to get made fun of constantly. Is he supposed to be going into high school? I thought it was more like an element, not element, but middle school. But still, he's growing up. Yeah. Yeah, He's growing up up the weird kid. The outsider. Which, I mean, Cody Smith McPhee plays a really good weird kid. He was great as Nightcrawler. One of the few really good things in that movie. I like the movie, but he was really well cast. He's a good good actor. I liked him. And I thought he did a really good job as Norman. Um, we should uh, quickly bring up the crazy uncle oh by John God. Goodman. Oh, my gosh. Who I forgot Goodman. he was in this. And when he appeared, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Yeah, the what John Goodman uncle. will be doing next week? <laughs> See, John Goodman month. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing about his character is that that he dies you know, and he's so happy to die. Well, he's just so happy to. He's, <laughs> oh, that was. He doesn't so want good. to do his job anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just, super excited to be like, he gets to do my job now. <laughs> Great, I'm out. <laughs> I love that there was no like backtracking on that. Like yeah. that totally yeah. feels like something like a like a movie would be. Well, I guess maybe he can come back and like nudge him in the right direction. And nope. No, he's like, oh, this is what you need to do. Are you gonna do it? Uh, I guess. Okay. Good enough for me. Peace. Yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I love it. Just, it's like a, he's like he's giving his dream job to quit. Like yeah. he's the, the ultimate quit. <laughs> and everything about his character is funny. And I love that the the I love the mission <laughs> he sends him on. Yeah, you got to get the book out of my hands. <laughs> Your hands? Yeah, not these hands. My dead hands. It like, <laughs> is so disturbing to send a kid after his dead uncle. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it pays off in such a hilarious way when the body lands on the kid and the yeah. tongue just kind of. The the licking sound they yeah. put in there. That's like yeah. Sam Raimi's favorite scene, probably. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was so funny and gross, and they played with that so well. They made his beard look so gross. Yeah. They made oh, his yeah. entire beard yeah. look like it was covered in like dried, sticky crumbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like unskilled dreads. <laughs> well, which also makes sense as to why his dad would be so afraid of what is going to happen to him. Because look at this psycho uncle he has. Yeah, right. yeah. who is like 
a crazy shut-in who lives with garbage all over his house and never washes himself and is just like the town weirdo. Well, he shouldn't have abandoned his brother. Maybe there's guilt there. Maybe there's Could super guilt that he abandoned his brother and he doesn't have to abandon his son. No, it's not son. his brother. It's it's his wife's uncle. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought it was on his side. No, no, no. Oh, no, okay. he's he's like, we don't have this on my side. This is your side of the family. Oh, I forgot problem. that line. Your uh, side yeah. is nuck and futz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a crazy old wizard that lives in the desert. <laughs> the other character I really like in this movie that I thought could have done more per se, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I really liked his sister. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was great. Oh, I loved she was great. her. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that was, I didn't realize it was Anna Kendrick until this viewing, because ah. I never looked it up I had before. the same moment from the theater to watching it now on video where it was like, oh, Anna Kendrick, both times. The <laughs> yeah. same exact moment where she's on the credits. I'm like, oh, that's, that happens a lot. <laughs> Which I... I love it more when I don't recognize their voice in a movie. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Like, yeah. don't remember, I thought um, John Goodman was great, and I loved his character. He did a great job with it. But it's like, oh, it's yeah. John Goodman being the crazy guy. Yeah. This one, I, I didn't realize it was Anna I Kendrick didn't know it was Anna Kendrick yeah. No, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know either until I saw the credits. Yeah. Which That's I awesome. I, I like it when you can just kind of lose themselves mm-hmm. in the role. And I, I like it does a really good job casting people for that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Christopher Mintz Plass as well. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one I picked like, out I immediately. Not, I didn't I'm realize it. like, oh, it's McLovin. I didn't realize it. Haven't seen. I don't want. Haven't watched a lot of his movies, yeah, so like I don't quite connect the voice. Um, I, I still. I'm. I am still constantly surprised at how much I enjoy him as an actor, <laughs> given his, his random actness, randomly yeah. getting into acting. Yeah. Like whenever he shows up, I'm like, he was surprisingly good in that. I still don't understand this. I mean, I guess he's just talented, but I don't know why I never expected him to be. Didn't he just get into Superbad on a complete whim? I don't. Remember. He did. Yeah, that was his first thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> He was oh the only gosh. one who was playing the right age. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but I really liked his character. I thought he was funny. Yeah. I loved the end of it. It was like, oh, yeah, me and Norman were best buds. We, ha- yeah. we have a blog. You should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that they what have that. said yes? <laughs> yeah. You cannot back that up, sir. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I like how they become friends, and they he has a chance to kind of believe Norman. Like yeah. They kind yeah. of have that moment together yeah. where the zombies come out, and a lesser animation would just keep him as the dumb bully. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I kind of see where you're coming from, and they look out for each other. Like, I don't know, it's like a tra- it's a good arc. Yeah. It is. And it's something that I feel like I wouldn't see in a non-Leica animation. No, it's just it's just good storytelling, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even like whether or not it's animated well. It's just they just did a good job with the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny, like, how uh, topical it is, because there's a lot of talk in social media these days about, like, what how to raise your kids, like... Should you be teaching kids not to bully other kids and like coddling your bullied kid, or should you like tell your bullied kid to go be tougher? And I, I kind of enjoy that they they talk about that a little bit. Like yeah. his his friend Neil that he makes at the beginning says, "Ah, oh, bullies are going to be bullies. It's about thick skin, kid, or you know whatever the, yeah. the line is." But yeah, yeah, I, that's I if like you were that. bigger and like, more dumb, you'd be a bully too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then you know you it kind of works out in the end. Norman doesn't like escalate the battle or doesn't like go cry he just like lets the bully be the bully and they kind of like get closer as they get older and that happens a lot to be mm-hmm. honest yeah, yeah. It, it's it, the way that uh they like him makes his movies to not talk down to kids i think is yeah it, it's such a impressive thing they've been able to pull off yeah. this many times mm-hmm. it's never talking down it's talking to and like, yeah. i think that's amazing and i really like that they did it with that and i like that they did it with um it's a really, it's kind of a throwaway moment, but I still really like it. With um, I'm forgetting his name, right? Casey Affleck's character. Yeah, uh, Neil. Neil. Uh, no, Mitch. Or Mitch. Mitch. Mitch yeah. down. I love that Mitch was gay. Yeah. 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 And and that it was such a throwaway line. Like yeah. he yeah. he wasn't the gay character. It was just like, 
Oh, you really like my boyfriend? Apparently, yeah. there was a big oh, controversy okay. for a hot minute about that. Of course. Yeah, they had a gay character in a kid's movie. Oh, my God. And you didn't even realize it to the very end, so you were able to enjoy the character without yeah. that exactly. over it. Yeah. Which means he was not defined by his sexual orientation. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's I, still a beefcake. Yeah. And he's, yeah. like, smart dumb. Like, I love yeah. his character. Like, oh, honestly, no, he's dumb dumb. I am yeah. <laughs> real dumb. No. I don't no, think he's he dumb dumb. I don't, straight up dumb. <laughs> I, I enjoy his character more than the sister, actually, for myself. He's pretty um, dumb. Yeah. He's dumb. <laughs> he didn't do anything smart. No, I don't no, think he did a single I smart just, thing. No. He was dumb in the way if he didn't pick up on the fact of how bad that girl wanted to bang him. Yeah. He did, yeah. he but he was gay, so he didn't van. care. Right. He locked his broken van. Uh, I just love it when he that, walks over to it. When he walks so over sad. to his van, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. Oh, we're going to get through this. And then it just... <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such a beautiful moment. Because... <laughs> Poor dumb guy. Sorry, you're wrong. He's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's dumb, just dumb. dumb. He's just really dumb. He's just it's okay that he's dumb. Yeah. Like, he's that's a pretty not a dumb man. I, I can't call him dumb he's dumb because he's so good strong. at raising his brother. Well, you can you can be a... That's true. You can still be a loving, lovely he's a person and be dumb. He, he is yeah, one. he's got a lot of love for his brother, and that's a good thing. But he's got the street mildly intelligence. Yeah, he does have my favorite moment in the movie of like, well, you can't make me go. He's like, okay, and just picks him up and just walks out of the room. <laughs> like I just think he's kind of he's an airhead, but I don't think he's dumb dumb. You like, know another way to say airhead? Dumb. <laughs> you know when they call, like they use the you term d- flighty for women is like he's kind of a flighty uh, airhead. Th- that's just, just a way to be non offensive. You don't, you yeah, don't that's have a, to that's be nice intelligent way. to be a good brother. Welcome yeah. to the Thesaurus like, he podcast. Does, but he's still a good. <laughs> How many polite ways can we say he's dumb? <laughs> Whatever, I like him. He's one crazy. I love him. I, I would love to character. hang out with him. I think he'd be a lot of fun. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I'd, I'd totally go see that movie with him and his boyfriend. It sounds like a great time. Yeah, it would be. I want to meet his boyfriend. Like, yeah. who's he? Da- does he date like a scientist? He might. <laughs> and he's like the kept boy. I kind of <laughs> hope he dates another guy as equally strong as him and they can just throw each other out. Hup, hup, hup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. When they get into the library and he's just like, all right, I'm going to get these books. And then he's <laughs> just like, ha, 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 you can do it. Yeah, burn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great moment <laughs> he's not gonna read but he's gonna lift the books <laughs> yeah uh i think we should move into the uh paranormal aspect of the paranorman movie uh we've not really touched on the zombies which are fantastic the town's reaction to the they're zombies such which is amazing zombies. Yeah. so good and but they sh- but should they be well this is where they I, know they did something wrong they came true. to that realization they've tried to repent but they're not allowed to because they're doomed to keep reliving. Yes. This is where I think the movie goes from being uh, a fun animated film to what Mackenzie was saying, where I think it's the best they've made. Like, holy yeah. shit, do yeah. they take a turn with those zombies? Because it's like, oh, God, zombies, run mm-hmm. from the zombies. Well, and I forgot that they that they had that turn in there. So yeah. I was like watching and I, when it happened, I was like, holy shit, this is a, diff- like, this is a different movie. Yeah. This is on a different level. Mm-hmm. I and forgot. It's, really. it's like all those people that supported Hitler and thought he was going to make Germany great again and then had to stand back and go, oh, no, we're sorry, guys. Oh, this went terribly. <laughs> sorry, bros. Uh, <laughs> we really regret every decision we ever made. But it's, it's also a genius like filmmaking technique to, or storytelling technique, I should yeah. say, where the main character is actually being hindered the entire way by the, the general public who is like thinks things backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, like they. Yeah, he's working against the town people who are trying to fight the zombies the entire time to actually get 
through the zombies to you know get to the root of the problem. Yeah, yeah and the, what is obviously to anyone looking at this, the problem is there's fucking zombies. Right. Like, let's get rid of the zombies. Except Norman. Yeah, it was like, well, but wait, there's a witch to talk to. But even Norman in the beginning is still kind of like, oh god, zombies. Well, and yeah, it's not until he the character's journey, you know. Yeah, just, they're ugly and gross, and you can't except for Norman, no one can understand what they're saying. Yeah. So yeah. it just plays into the thing of fear equals anger. Yeah. And, and uh, destroy it. And the town is ready to go. I mean, well, it's part yeah. of their heritage. Yeah. So they're oh. like, we're fighters. We're going to kill the thing. And yeah. then they have to find out wait, no, our heritage is awful. Torch yeah. Club. Oh, they are totally. Oh, I totally club. thought about yeah. Torch, Torch Club yeah. Yeah. while we were watching yeah, this. Yeah, they, they are a full blown Torch Club club. They to- are. Torch Club town. <laughs> um, but I love everything. Like, everything about them fighting the zombies, it, it had me laughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Especially the little kid. Like everyone's just so ready, like to kill everything. It's like I love the sequence where the zombies get into the town and suddenly they're afraid of everything around them, mm-hmm. like the Which, television and. Everything. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, it was everything about just a sense of humor in this thing just constantly has me going. But uh, the zombies themselves, I I think it was a I don't want to say risky. It was a weird move to make them so sympathetic. Yeah, I don't think they were that sympathetic. But it's about saving them in a way. It was. It wasn't in about way, saving it was, them. It was about just breaking the cycle. Like his, his yeah. goal is to break the cycle for the witch. In turn, that's going to break the cycle for the zombies too. But okay. It's about moving on and forgiveness. But also, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It, okay, like, no, that, that makes yeah, more sense. Yeah, that, on. Like yeah. they've they've paid. They've been doing the time for their crime for three hundred years. Like now, okay, maybe it's time for them to move on. Now I'm not saying I disagree with you. I totally I think that all makes sense. It's all definitely there on the on the page. I think it's weird that a movie had the balls to tell that story of we yeah. need to forgive these people who murdered this girl. Well, that's a complicated sure. thing to present to an audience too. It's yes. like they're the bad guys, but they're sorry. How do you approach that from yes. a storytelling standpoint? Yeah, yeah. that's what it's I'm like, talking about. And they're not totally just sorry, like how we like to apologize. Be like, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Like, sorry, I got caught. They're <laughs> genuinely remorseful yes. and, and like, regretful, and they're falling and apart because such, of it. Yeah, like, that's such a big thing to put yeah. into a kids' movie. Yeah, that's so Which I think awesome. Is also that, yeah. important because, like, yeah. in kids' movies, it's like we have the bad guy and we have the good guy, but it's so much more complicated than yeah. that yeah and then like in the you know like there the, aren't sometimes you need to realize guys. you're the bad guy yeah it's, it's like, yeah. like a deep thing to be able to do to realize one that you're the bully realize that you're wrong and accept it and take your punishment and such like and, there's and a lot of that in and this that's movie. twofold in this movie you have yeah. the zombies who've realized it and they need help to move on and then there's the girl who realizes that She's fucking shit up because she's angry and she needs to let go of that anger. Like yeah. these are like really big adult themes yeah. that they put in this kid's movie. And Which, then it, it gives the town like a, a chance to learn from the past mistakes to like yeah. actually learn from the elders and not make them going forward. Yeah. It's really great. Can themes. we hijack yeah. a Trump rally and just start playing this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think all they'd see is like, kill the zombies. Yeah, we'd kill those zombies too. Woo! They wouldn't make it to the end. They would have pitchforks after yeah. that scene. Yeah. This movie's boring now. Let's go kill people. They'd be off trying to kill the zombies. Sign-ups for Torch Club are a thousand percent. Yeah. So sad. Um, but moving into the uh, the end, at least plot-wise, that I want to talk about, unless there's something else somebody wants to mention, uh, we haven't really talked about the witch at all, which for which witch, which witch, which. Um, that was the biggest surprise for me seeing this the first time. Yeah, really caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. I was caught off guard and so blown away. Like, it's be, it's wonderful because you're getting that realization at the exact same time as Norman. Right. Yeah. So you're on the same level with him emotionally. And then the payoff for when he looks at the zombies. 
Yeah. And what a great visualization like of pure you. rage. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, it took me back because the style that they did that, it just, I immediately got it. I felt it. Like, mm-hmm. And they did yeah. such a cool job of like they like the when he's not in like the witch's realm or whatever we're gonna call it, like when he just in the sky like they did old school witch like yep. big warded nose and <laughs> yeah. and that was really cool. And then once you actually get into it, and it's just a girl personified by rage. Yeah, yeah, and justifiably so. She just needs to move on. But her being angry, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, and it's really when you get to that sort of level of rage, it's really hard to let it go. Yeah, and like that's and trying to convince somebody that like Norman's job of you need to tell this girl that she needs to chill out is, hey, we know that you were murdered and uh, that's not cool and uh, can you can you let it go? And you've been angry about it for three hundred yeah. years. Can you just stop being yeah, angry about yeah, it now? I, I think it's time to move on, which you, I know is a big ask, but you know you're definitely justified, but you've reached the point where the justification is gone yeah. in a way now you're hurting people yeah you're just hurting everyone to you. yeah that's <laughs> when and, you need to let it go <laughs> and i don't remember exactly what she asks him but i love that moment of like don't people bully you he's like yeah and don't you want to i don't know what she says like punish them or like mm-hmm. it's more brutal than that but like, don't you want to do something to them and he's like well yeah but i don't yeah yeah and just like that's such a great thing for to tell this girl and to tell really oh my god i'm sorry there's a mask in the screen of my computer and i just see it over my shoulder and i'm like oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but it's such a like a cool thing for to try to convince kids of to try to convince people yeah. watching this movie that yeah people will be shitty to you and you don't need to shoot and you them. can yeah. be angry and you can have those feelings yeah it's okay to have those yeah. feelings but not necessarily to act on them in a negative way yeah there's so many reasons why I love the shit out of this movie. Yeah. So and, you know, we didn't even so talk good. about the fact that he had like, he had the Band-Aid solution. He had the story that he could have read once a year and taken it in his uncle's footsteps, yep. but he didn't. Well, he did try. He did try. And it didn't work because he, it was too late. Once he realized <laughs> what the problem was and what the rich witch really was, he was like, well, now wait a minute. Maybe we can solve this once and for all if I just yeah. talk it out for a second and we get to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead and of like making it go to sleep for another year, which is great. Yeah. And Having he, his uncle die prematurely was quite the boon for yeah. the situation. Yeah. Because otherwise, this would have just continued. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Such a, a great story. Yeah. Really deep. It, it's like, a, I don't remember who I was talking to. There's there somebody that was talking to was like, well, I mean, I kind of liked it, but it's just kind of like a bunch of horror movie references and it's just kind of like one night and it's kind of gets all, I don't know, it's fine. Yeah. And they just like, stop watching before like, the end. I'm like, well, you're just not watching the movie then. Like, yeah. You just had yeah. it on the background. Because if you sit down and watch this thing, like there's, La- this is an onion of a movie. Lots mm-hmm. of layers. Yeah. I can't so forget that final scene with her. That yeah. witch. That that stands out to me to this so day. Yeah. yeah, like like it's the scene the Matrix was dreaming of. When <laughs> the architect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there any other final points we want to make about this thing before we move into quotes? Is there anything that we Do didn't you want, hit on? We didn't talk enough about the puppetry. I don't think. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it took them almost three years, I think, to make this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was a mix. Like, they had the puppetry with some of the special effects. It was mostly puppetry. It was, like, I'd say, was like 90% puppetry. puppetry. I know yeah. that. Yeah. But, like, with the glowing green around them and with yeah. her at the end yeah. with the being pure lightning sort of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, but the, the, the model with was still claymation. The glow and stuff was added mm-hmm. later. Yeah. yeah. I just um, think it's a wonderful mixture. Where yeah, they, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was watching one of the featurettes about the puppetry and they make every single thing by hand. They don't don't machine anything. And they're very particular about the materials as well, just to make it look even more 
They use more than good. just clay. Um, oh, yeah. It's oh, not no, clay no, at they all. Use, they they use, sculpt in clay. They make they it out of in clay, but then they make and, it out of all different kinds of stuff. Silicone. But like, um, and real cloth. Yeah, real yeah. cloth. The clothes are made out of real cloth. The what shoes. A, I don't know what their hair is made out of, but their hair particularly was amazing to me. Like the, do- the sisters. Oh, it's made out of like, ha- it's made out of hair <laughs> and also um, like different kinds of animal hair and human hair mm-hmm. and like random straw. The sisters looked so shiny. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't different know coatings. how to describe it. Yeah. Um, like a resin almost. But they were saying that Norman shoes are made out of leather. Yeah. yeah. There's a little tiny, because like for the one foot doll. Yeah. They, they made little tiny little leather shoes. shoes because they, if they made it out of plastic or whatever, it just wouldn't look right. Yeah. And when no. he's walking around, it wouldn't move right. And so they're like, we're going to make him little leather shoes. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. adorable. The amount of detail into this animation is just, it, severely mind-blowing yeah mm-hmm. and i was reading that there were um uh, over 300 people shooting 52 units simultaneously during production Jeez. of this oh it's the most ever been used for stop motion uh, this in Coraline. and then i assume they upped it for box trolls because the animation box trolls look not sure look mind probably blowing a similar out technique. yeah yeah and they, they do like, so they do rigs with basically little pins to hold all the different things. And so like the zombie slobber is like a, a piece of melted hot glue held in by a pin built on a rig over the camera or like around the frame and then, you know, shot and then changed one, you know, microsecond. They don't do double downs. They do 24 frames per oh, second. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of animation what I'm talking about is we'll shoot 12 frames per second and just show every frame for, for two frames basically yeah Yeah. Yeah. no i almost feel like you could use this sort of thing as like therapy for someone who has anger issues or (laughs) just like they whatever like attaches to not having any patience make them work in this type of scenario and they will learn patience here's the problem is that while you're trying to do this it is nothing but frustrating so you're trying to rig like a dab of hot glue on the end of a sharp pin uh, I saw an interview where they're like, the number of holes we have in our hands and the calluses on our fingertips are mind blowing. You gotta be able to keep it shoots. together, otherwise you're gonna ruin yeah. it. It's more focused than it is patience. They're in Portland. They're very zen. They're <laughs> <laughs> eating granola while making paranormal. They must be. Yeah, I mean, but like all of this together, like it really is. I mean, to the date of the movie, I think honestly, I think the animation box trolls kind of. It's more to my like favorite ever, yeah, because of all the detail and just like their underground layer and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, which this movie has all that too. But it's like when I saw this thing, I boldly, without hesitation, this is the most beautifully animated film I've ever seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it, this one made me feel more feelings than Box Trolls. Oh, I'm, so, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just talking about like in the, oh, the Box- animation quality of Box Trolls. I think is yeah. still the most impressive thing. Box ever. Trolls has mm-hmm. a lot of great moments and is funny and enjoyable. This movie punches you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I, I do think this is probably overall a better film than both Coraline and Box Trolls. Um, this one is is. Um, this one, not only with the horror movie references, but this one makes me feel like the nostalgic kid movies, even though it's definitely set in yeah. present day. They've got cell phones. Yeah. The yeah. bullies break dancing. Like, it's contemporary, but it feels like the classic oh, kids yeah. movies. Like Such a e. monster like squad. He's, or, yeah. he's, like, on his bike going into the woods to find the graves. And, and it he's stands wearing up. his little red hoodie, just like Elliot. And it yeah. stands up out kind of outside of its um, nostalgia, too. Like, it's yeah. that kind of using it as a crutch. Yeah. Which can happen. I mean, he uses it as reference. Yeah, it uses it as reference, mm-hmm. inspiration, and yeah, I, I tend to like that where it make, balances that really well versus just, you know, this movie's great because I remembered the 80s. Or yeah, this thing yeah. is great because I really miss what I felt like in the 80s. So this movie or show is great. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, 
this does it well. This does it the right way. The only other thing I, I think the score is phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Love the score. Score is by uh, John Bryan, B R I O N. Oh yeah. Um, you could put the score in actual horror films, like live action ones, and it yeah. work. And the funny thing is, like you look at this guy's career, and it's all over the place. Like he did like Schenectady, New York, and Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> Like he he clearly is just a very talented guy. He's like, what do you need to score for? Yeah, I can do it. <laughs> I'm like, go you, man. That's awesome. Um, okay, so are we ready for quotes, 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 quotes? Let's do it. Sure. Um, Who's going first? I got five, as usual. <laughs> I'll go first because mine is, uh, as much as I love this movie and, is, and how funny and great it is, there was one specific quote that got a little too real, and that's the one I'm going with. <laughs> Um, it comes from a cop who uh, stops a guy who was just firing into a crowd of people and she goes what are you doing shooting at civilians that's for the police to do <laughs> that was on my list as well it's like oh man yeah. I almost did a split take with that when I saw that <laughs> my favorite co- quote to me is like when you're on the exact same level as Paranorman and it almost feels like you're both talking at the same time when he says the line. When he looks, after he realizes who they killed and he looks at the zombies and he just goes, how could you? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that yeah. is such a raw moment. It's oh, yeah. like the score is gone. There's not really any background sound. Yep. It's just him looking at them saying, how could you? And then they look at him and they, complete dejectiveness. We were scared. Yeah. Like, it's it's so it's super rare to have a raw moment like that in a child's film in real life <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's such a man it's yeah. a gut punch moment uh, how could you and then they admitted what where, yeah. they, where their flaws there lied. was no cover-up there yeah. was no it's complete like acceptance of his own sin yeah, yeah. oh it's rough yeah that's a tearjerker yeah do you have one john yeah i do um it's when they find the, the dog split in half and he's like, have you seen? Oh, yeah. Have you seen my dog Bub? He was hit by an animal rescue van. Tragic <laughs> and ironic. <laughs> <laughs> that child has such a good like outlook on life. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. It's such a good one. <laughs> that's not his. Uh, that's not his chin. <laughs> uh, another reference in there. Bub is the name of the zombie they learned to. S- they taught to speak in Day of the Dead. Uh-huh. Yep, mm. that's right. <laughs> um, I didn't need IMDb for that one. Yeah. My line is also from Neil because everything he said was just such a gem. Um, but when uh, Neil's saying that he shouldn't let him get him down, he says, they always do stuff like that to me. And Norman says, why? And Neil says, because I'm fat and my allergies make my eyes leak. And I sweat when I walk too fast. And I have a lunchbox with a kitten on it. Oh, and I have irritable bowel syndrome. I guess there's a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great Nothing line. Nothing could get him down. No. He's such a positive person. Yeah. There's that line later on where he's talking about word, like, word diarrhea or yeah. like mouth oh, diarrhea. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> the things he says... Uh, when he finishes the book. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite a profound family. Mine is, uh, my favorite is Mitch, the smartest thing he said all, the mo- all movie. Neil goes, uh, all, night, all night long, Norman's been trying to save you guys. And Mitch goes, yeah, but all you want to do is burn and murder stuff. Burn and murder stuff. Just burning and murdering. <laughs> Throw back to the Torch Club. <laughs> Seriously, Casey Affleck had to have a blast with that role. Oh, yeah. He did such a good job. Uh, in real life, he does not look like the flighty dumb Bilbo, so he got to do no. it in a video. In a yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's a good actor. I like yeah. Casey Affleck. Um, 
Review system is kind of tough for this one. I've been trying to think of ones that would be more appropriate to the film, and I've been having trouble coming up with a good theme. Um, I was just going to go with dark kids' movies, but I'm not sure if there's enough. I mean, I go with dark kids' movies. Can you guys handle dark dark kids' kids movies? I love dark kids' movies. Let's go with dark kids' movies. That's it. I already mentioned it earlier. Monster Squad. There you go. I think this will stand up, and it'll be a classic later. All right. Yeah, that works. Secret Uh, of Nim. Oh, that's a dark kids movie. It's a very dark kids movie, <laughs> but it, in the end, it's all about family in a way, yeah. living up to, living up to the moment and getting done what needs to be done. To when in Secret of Nim, it's to save your child. In this movie, it's to save the whole town. There's stakes, and you got to be able to fight for it. Yeah, that works. Do you uh, stand by me. Okay. Yeah. Yep, another great one. Yeah, that's a great one. Any reason why? I just you know shout it out. It's a great kids, dark kids movie. Like it just it gets real. Yeah, and this movie gets real, and it's a punch. Um, mine isn't necessarily a kids movie, but it's about a kid, so I'm gonna use it. Uh, I'm going with the original Fright Night. Okay. Um, because it, it feels like a lot of tonality is very similar to Paranorman. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a kid up against the odds, and it's more about vampires than instead of zombies. But that one, it really feels. Uh, there's just something about like the kind of quiet humor to it that I really enjoyed as a kid and now, um, and this one kind of has that thing too. And it's kind of like, it's, it's both funny and very serious and scary and not. And wasn't, um, the one kid in the remake Fright Night, uh, Mint Plants. He was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah connections. Was. Connections. Yeah. <laughs> the remake actually isn't bad either. I know a lot of people shit. On I, it, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. it. Decent. The I really, remakes fun. Colin Farrell was great in it, man. And, he uh, had David Tennant had a fun, yeah. had fun with that role yeah. on. That was fun. Elton Yelchin, it, was, it was a decent movie. It's not the best ever, but it, it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. Um, I'm going to go with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That the, is a that dark, dark kids movie. The original, of course. Real, it makes you think that it's not dark, but it gets real dark and um, you know, teaches you some lessons about if you don't behave yourself in public that you will die. <laughs> <laughs> and Gene Wilder will mo- uh, mock you for it. Mm-hmm. You will, yeah. and it's fucked up <laughs> there's no knowing where we're going no okay. uh so, you know listen to your parents kids i don't know if that's the don't complete message of that movie because it's also totally. like, yeah yes. that totally that's is. what i took away from it i don't know i also look for like responsibility for yourself and stuff he's looking or you'll for die. there's so there's he's looking for someone that can take over his job yeah so he's not gonna get it to any they can't do it, he'll kill them yeah yeah <laughs> It's not like the book where you see them all we well and good afterwards. Movie. There's a lot to talk about in that film. Yeah, it's fucked up is what it is. And wonderful. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to do plugs, 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 plugs. And after plugs, stick around for this question. Who do you want to hang out with the most from Paranorman? Uh, so you can find us on Facebook at After the Hype. You can find us on Twitter at ATH underscore podcast. And everywhere else at just ATH podcast. I'm not going to bother where you can follow me because I don't do anything online anymore. Uh, it sounds so bitter, but I just don't have time, and I just don't care to open the apps on my phone. Oh, look that's, at you, Mister Busy. That's more of your excuse. <laughs> uh, it's really just more of like, ah, oh, to relog into it. Fuck it. I don't look need at you with things today. to do. <laughs> John, movie guy John on everywhere. Chewy. Chewy nine, all one word spelled out with an I E for Chewy, and yeah, there uh, you go. Audio Ventures. I mean Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Follow the uh, after the high pages. Yeah, that's all I want. <laughs> yeah, that's why I gave up on mine. Yeah. Um, same for me. Don't follow me, but follow Angel City Pitbulls on Instagram and Facebook. Look at all and their find big set all heads. awesome big pictures and videos, head. and go meet them and kiss them. And if you mention the ATH podcast, you get a discount on a pitbull. And I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> I can make that happen. 
That'd be pretty fucking. Oh my cool. god! If we could, if we could get an actual like sponsor <laughs> out of code. Angel City Poats, it'd be more exciting than. You're not barking up the wrong tree with these puppies. Person. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay, so who do we want to hang out with the most from Paranorman? If I can't oh, say the brother, then you can't say Mitch because you've already talked about. All right, Mitch. then I will hang out with the witch. The witch. Ooh. Oh, nice. Sounds horrible. Sounds like a because she had. I mean, before she, she gets friend, before so she gets all angry, because nice. she yeah. actually sounds like a sweet girl, and she obviously had way more powers than Norman. She definitely yeah, did talk yeah. to dead people, but they say that she was playing with fire. Yeah, yeah. I want to play with fire. I like fire. Well, I don't know if they meant that literally. I think I feel like they did. I feel like she had more witch powers. I think she, she definitely did. had more witch powers to be able yeah. to. Get, I thought play she just had down. that stuff after she like because she was murdered in such a terrible way. That that like gave her witch powers. I don't know. I think that she had more. Maybe personally. Maybe. But, I mean, that's a th- different thing you can take from the yeah. film. Oh, did she sure. or didn't yeah, she? We don't know. But I think she'd be fun to hang out with. Uh, since I've already kind of said Mitch as well, I can't use him. So I'm gonna go with Neil because Neil is just a little sweetheart, and I think he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Grandma. I want to watch zombie movies with Grandma. Oh, I could not totally. handle answering all the questions. Now that what's was, happening? No, as long as I've seen him before, I'd have fun with that. Yeah, Why that is he my, doing that? That's yeah. not nice. Yeah. Oh, God. When her and uh, the dad say it in unison, so what's happening yeah. now? <laughs> John? Uh, mainly just because this scene impressed so much on me, but I want to hang out with the guy that uh, screamed while at the chip dispenser. The yeah. <laughs> he had his priorities. Oh, yeah. The priorities were chips. I mean, clearly we're on the same page. <laughs> Oh my god! Just when they actually fall and he just comes back, <laughs> I just want <laughs> my <food. laughs> Um, I would like to hang out with the 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 drama teacher. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> she's very enthusiastic um, about her work. That is great. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Town. I am too. Um, she takes theater really seriously. She's the leader so of why, Torch Club. So yeah. she is. She totally is. But you know what? She's, she's a leader. She plays into the drama of it all. Yeah. yeah. She, she's a winner. She, she, she lives. Like she she right. lives for the drama. She does. So she seems like she'd be a good time. Uh, I, that's everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So with that, thank you for uh, Mackenzie for coming back out. Fuck thank you, Norman. You. We will not hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to hang out with Norman. <laughs> Poor Norman. Well, no. no there's so another sad. question. Would you hang out with Norman or the kid from uh, Six Sense? Oh, Norman. 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 Oh, Norman. Norman. Are you sure. kidding? Norman. That way. Do we have another option? Who else sees dead people? Yeah. No one else would want to hang no, out with. We can yeah. hang out with them. Yeah, I'd hang out with Norman. Right At least he's got um, good we'll taste Goldberg movies. from Ghost. Christina uh, yeah. Ricci <laughs> from Casper. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for everybody coming out, and goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.